Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. What's up, guys? It's Lauren Cottrell with the Believe Podcast Network's newest podcast, Believe in TCU Football. Today, we're going to be recapping the game from Saturday when TCU defeated the Cal Golden Bears 34-32. to Today, guys, I have a little special guest. I have a student journalist and my dear friend, Alex Pricer, with me. Alex, you want to go ahead and introduce yourself? Yeah. Hi, guys. I'm Alex Pricer. I also intern in the athletic department and work with um, football recruiting. So very involved with the TCU football program, as well as being a student. Absolutely. All right. Well, let's just cut right into it. So this Saturday, obviously, Again, TCU defeated the Cal Golden Bears 34 to 32. It was quite a crazy game, I must say. I must say. You know, the last time we faced off with Cal was in 2018 at the Cheez It Bowl. That was most iconic bowl most game icon- ever. Absolutely. It was an interesting bowl game. So, you know, TCU was obviously projected to win. What were your kind of, what were your thoughts on the game, Alex? Yeah, I thought you know, rough start for sure, but I thought the game really spoke to the TCU football character in general, just coming back from some deficits and really, especially with interceptions, like Max really kind of pulled himself out of that hole he kind of dug himself into. And I thought that was awesome to see, especially early on in the season, you know, before Big 12 play, I thought that was awesome to, you know, the game against Duquesne, it's an easy win. And it's like, easy to have confidence in that, but having like a closer game and a game you really had to fight to win, I think is a huge confidence booster and momentum builder going into SMU and then big 12 play. For sure. I think this is definitely, you know, I think it was kind of a deciding factor almost in how TCU is going to perform for the rest of the season, because, you know, like you said, Duquesne, it's, it's a smaller school, um, you know, so we were projected to win, you know, we knew it was going to be a little bit of a blowout, but this one, I think it definitely, you know, sets us up for how we're going to play in conference games for the rest of the year as well. So, um, you know, I think just to start off with, you know, Cal has a great offense on paper, but what do you think we saw during the game? Do you think that they lived up to that or what would you say to start off with Cal, Cal offense? I mean, I thought they were good. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think they were good enough to beat us. And I think that the close game was I guess a little alarming in a way, but I mean, we obviously came back in one um, coming off of the slow start. And I thought their offense was good, but not good enough and great enough to be our defense. No, I, I absolutely agree. And, you know, they had, they had some good stats, you know, their quarterback chase Garbers threw for 309 yards, two touchdowns, you know, the entire game, um, sophomore Damian Moore, he had, 71 rushing yards as a running back, but compared to our five-star recruit, Zach Evans, with his 190, just as you were saying, (laughs) no, it's not comparable. It's not, it wasn't, definitely wasn't enough to beat our offense, which, you know, we could see that with the, with the game there, but I'm not going to lie. Cal did give us a run for our money in this game on Saturday. So, and you know, you bring up their defense, coach P flat out said last week that, you know, he thought that this was going to be probably the toughest defense that we see this entire season. And they were, you know, they were, they were tough, but I don't know if they showed up the way that we were kind of expecting them to. And I think also, I mean, if coach P says that this is, was the hardest defense we're going up against and we should be winning every game 
from now until the end of the season, we should be winning a big 12 championship. We should be winning our bowl game and getting into the playoffs. If that's really the case. Lord and hopes I, we do. <laughs> exactly. Um, and I mean, again, they were good. They are a solid team. And I think I saw a quote from their coach that was like, we're a few steps away from playing really good football. And I think they're also just trying to get their feet underneath them. And I think, I mean, they're owing two now their first two games, you know, they're up by two touchdowns or whatever the numbers were. And then they end up losing the game. And like, that's a confidence killer. Even if you play a great game, it's, it's hard to come back from that in the world of sports. No, for sure. Absolutely. And I even saw, I mean, you know, starting off the game, I thought, you know, their defense wasn't bad. It was good. We had Daniel Scott with the interception there um, in the second quarter, uh, you know, Max Duggan on that fourth drive, but, and we'll get into that in a little (laughs) bit, but you know, again, like, I, I don't think that they had any chance against our running back, Zach Evans. Like, I think he just showed up in this game. And, um, you know, I even saw, I saw in an article that, you know, the last three quarters they played without their outside linebacker and they actually left one of their inside linebackers back at home for undisclosed reasons. But, you know, that could have been part of the reason that their defense wasn't all there, but I still, I think it's a good thing that it was, if that was really the worst of the defense that we're going to see this whole season. I think it's definitely good for TCU in the long run. I agree. So now on to uh, our school, let's start talking about some TCU players here. Max Duggan, let's start off with him, our quarterback. He's a pretty seasoned quarterback now into his junior season. He's been here for three years already starting. What did we see from him? I thought, you know, as I kind of said in the beginning, we saw a lot of his character, you know, throwing that interception and really not having the greatest start start that he could have. Um, We've seen him play great. And we knew from the start of that game that it wasn't his full greatness and potential there. And so I think, again, we saw a lot of his character and being able to rebound and, you know, go in to the second half of that game with a lead is, was huge. Like that was so important. Scoring those touchdowns was so important. So I think we saw a lot of his leadership and character for sure. And, you know, if I think we also saw kind of going to NFL, you know, if your quarterback is wishy-washy with like, for example, Aaron Rodgers and the Packers, it's the whole team feels that leadership. And if that's not there, it's very hard to win football games. No, for sure. And that's my biggest thing, you know, about this, this football program and in general, uh, you know, coach P's biggest thing is it's, it's about the 40. It's not about the four, you know, the 40 years, the 40 years that they're going to see after this football program, not the four while they're in it. And, you know, like you say, leadership is a big thing when it comes to football and whether people think that it is or not. And, you know, I think Duggan definitely showed that here coming into the second half. Uh, First half was a little rough, you know, starting off with those first three drives, we uh, ended with a punt. But, uh, you know, in that fourth drive, we ended with an interception. But going into the, the second quarter and even, you know, even more the second, the second half of the game, we definitely saw more of that leadership from Duggan and, you know. Yeah. And I think I, I read an article today and he's confident he's going to get those long passes down. Um, and so, you know, obviously hope the best and I hope that works out. But um, just really got to focus on that and nailing those no, obviously sure. can lead to some turnovers, which would not be good. Yes. Yeah, for sure. And I, there was some struggle there with the accuracy, you know, in the first, in the first half, um, you know, his long downfield throws to uh, Quentin Johnston, you know, he had, he had a little bit of trouble with accuracy and, you know, making those passes, but, you know, we definitely saw him pick up in the second half and, 
you know, hopefully that's something that they can work on over the, the next two weeks with our bye week here coming up. And then, you know, by the time we get to our conference games, they can get some of those, uh, you know, scared, scared, some of those, like, I don't know, scared pieces out, you know? Yeah, I got you. Starting a new football season, starting mm-hmm. a new football season again. <laughs> so uh, I kind of want to talk about Quentin Johnston here. You know, he's a lanky guy. A lot of people think that, you know, he wouldn't be the best receiver, but I think he has a lot of potential for this season. You know, I, I'm, I'm really looking forward to see him. Um, I mean, he had that game winning touchdown, you know, with nine, 10 minutes left, um, which was really awesome. And yeah. What do you think about that? Yeah. And again, I read an article today and he was like, everyone thinks I'm just this six, two lanky guy. And he has that like fire in him that he wants to prove he can do more. And he's not just going to catch and go down. He's going to get those extra yards for his team. And I think, you know, the whole theme of TCU football this season is make it personal. And I think for each player, there really is a personal edge to them. And I'm not sure if it's with the conference realignment or something, but there is something in them this season that I just haven't seen in the past. And I think they're ready to like prove that they are more than just, oh, the TCU football program, they're, they're okay. You know, they're ready to prove that they're more. And I think with the older a little bit older and more experienced players, they're really ready to show that. I completely agree. It felt different. You know, this game specifically, I think Duquesne was, you know, again, they were a smaller team. We were, we knew we were going to blow them out of the water, but you know, this game felt different with, with that. And again, I mean, you're right. It was something that I haven't seen since I've been at this school, really, you know, we were, we were good in 2017 and, you know, we just kind of, it's definitely been some rebuilding years uh, from 2018, 2019, 2020 um, with COVID and stuff. But yeah, there's there's definitely just some connections with this team that I'm really looking forward to see for the rest of the season. I agree. I just really think they're clicking. I don't I'm not sure what it is. I'm not sure what's going on behind the scenes, but something's working this year. And I hope that it continues throughout the season. For sure. And I think that kind of moves us on to our uh, five star recruit running back. Zach Evans in his first game with the TCU Horn Frogs, I thought he just blew it out of the water. I think he is going to be our, I guess not so secret weapon anymore, but you know, he kind of was our secret weapon coming in, but I think he's a great asset to this team. And I think, you know, having that running game is definitely going to help us this year. I totally agree. I mean, and especially for not, you know, nailing those passes, we need to have those like fast outside runners. And I think he's definitely that, you know, he's very agile. He's can, you know, do players out and, you know, make those plays. And I think that's just a super important asset, not only for our team, but for any team. And as you said, he's not our secret weapon necessarily anymore because he's obviously going to be a little bit more in the spotlight when he keeps playing as well as he does, but I'd rather him being be in the spotlight and playing well than other way around. No, absolutely. And I, you know, even going back to coach P saying that this is going to be our, you know, our hardest defense. And if we have that little secret weapon there, I think that's, you know, even if we do face harder defenses, you know, coming into a conference play with Oklahoma and Iowa state, you know, I think I'm not so worried about it anymore. I think, I think we definitely have a strong team and I'm I'm looking forward to those games for sure. For sure. Yeah. yeah. I'm excited for those games and especially up against like the Oklahomas and I guess not so much Texas given their loss to Arkansas, but we don't have to talk about 
that right no can now. we just talk about that real quick yeah let, <laughs> let's circle back yeah <laughs> we gotta I'm sorry I have to stick it to Texas really quick yeah I was not quite just based on like their whole stature of you know oh we want to leave like Oklahoma I get it you guys are good I totally respect you mm-hmm. whatever mm-hmm. Texas I'm like I'm kind of confused where you guys think you guys get off on this whole thing <laughs> and then they go play the Arkansas. audacity and get ran over mm-hmm. by, by one of the one of the worst teams in the SEC. For yeah, sure. and I'm like, so you guys think you're gonna go and be like the big time? You're gonna be the next Alabama, the next Clemson. Good luck. Oh, they think they're gonna be. I've heard from some people they think they're gonna be the next, the newest Iron Bowl. Oh, uh, yeah, OU, OU in Texas think they're gonna be the Iron Bowl that they're gonna you yeah. know be the be the number one rival in that conference. And I'm like, I don't know about that one. That's just like. <laughs> You know, I'm all about, you know, being a dreamer, but they need to come down to earth just a little <laughs> bit because, and I got an alert today that they're switching up um, QBs and everything already. And I'm like, oh, like, ugh. it's and a I'm little like, early. How, yeah, exactly. Again, confidence built, like totally like confidence killer there. No, the SEC is a different breed for sure. Yeah. And I'm just not sure they can, they can handle it. Yeah. No, for sure. And honestly, talking about conferences right now, should we talk about how the Big 12 just added those four teams? Yeah. BYU, Cincinnati, Houston, right? Yep. Houston and uh, University of Central Florida, UFC yeah. or UCF, UCF. <laughs> what, what do you think? How do we think that's going to how do we think that's going to change the Big 12? What's this pose for TCU in the future? Yeah, I don't. I've been kind of going back and forth with it a little bit. I think I'm all for like changes and new things. So I'm kind of like, oh, this will be like something fun. Mm-hmm. I'm excited for Houston. Just another like in-state rivalry going to kind mm-hmm. of come out of this. I think that's super fun. Yeah. Um, geographically, it's just kind of like weird how it, we're all in the same conference because I guess it's just kind of getting messed up now. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think new challenges is always like a good thing. New teams. I think especially not necessarily like, but when you keep playing the same teams over and over again, I don't know, it's just something new and something fresh. No, for another sure. way to sell tickets. Yeah. I just think it's, it's fun. It's something new. Yeah, for sure. And I think it's going to be really interesting because, you know, we have BYU coming as of right now in the 2023, 2024 season. Um, not quite sure to my knowledge when the other three AAC teams are going to be joining our conference, but you know, in the 2023, 2024 season, we're still going to have Texas and Oklahoma. And if we get those other AAC teams to come in that season too, we could potentially have 12 schools for one season, one or two seasons, you know, which could be really interesting having those schools playing against playing against Texas and Oklahoma also. Yeah. And I think that could also, obviously that's before they're making their exit. Mm -hmm. So I guess kind of depending on how they play against those new teams, it's obviously contracts are signed, deals are made, whatever, Mm -hmm. but it'll kind of be a preface into, Oh, can these teams actually like handle whatever is coming their way? It'll be a very interesting season for sure. And it, it'll be exciting. It's just something new, something that's kind of just come out of nowhere I feel like it all happened so quickly mm-hmm. and now we're here with new realignments and everything so it'll be definitely be interesting yeah no it will be interesting and I guess to kind of you know get back to our game 
I think my biggest question of the of the day is who do you think took home that MVP title this past game? You know, that's that's a really tough question because it, like obviously Cal didn't win, mm-hmm. so we really held them with our defense, but I think I think I just got to keep going back to leadership, 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 and that's got to go to Max. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I don't athletes are just so like crazy to me because I'm like, if I threw an interception at the beginning of the game, I think I'd be like, so I'm just an overthinker as it is. I feel no, like heartbroken. I'd just be like, oh my gosh, I'm like the worst football player in America. <laughs> but like the fact that he just kind of, and obviously his team was there to help him out. I'm not mm-hmm. saying it was all on him. But like, I just think that was awesome how he was able to pull himself out of there. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, going off of what you just said, I think, you know, Duggan definitely handled himself with poise um, from that interception. He, you know, handled it really well and came back from it, you know, better than I've seen from a lot of NFL players. So for, you know, a a college guy to be doing that, that's, you know, again, very good leadership there um, because, you know, he had to keep it together for his team. But I don't know. I'm sorry. I got to go with Zach Evans. <laughs> yeah, that's, I, I totally get you. That's fair. I, I have to go with Zach Evans. You know, he finished off the game 100, 190 yards rushing. That's insane. Which is awesome for his first game. And he ran for 183 yards on only 22 carries. So I definitely got to go with him. You know, I'm a big Quentin Johnston girl, too. I think I think he has a lot of you know, I'm really excited to see what he does this year again. Like he had that game winning touchdown. Um, yeah, but I don't know. I just, I gotta go with Zach Evans. I'm excited. I'm definitely excited to see like how he grows this season. Um, and kind of what he does for us for sure. Yeah. We definitely have some good assets that will definitely help us out offensively, Mm -hmm. which is so exciting because nothing's better than scoring a few touchdowns. Oh, for sure. For sure. And I guess going into our defense, you know, too, we had kind of a tough, a tough off season, you know, we had a few of our, a few of our guys hurt this off season, um, on our defense, but I think, I think two of them are back. Um, I believe one of them is expected to be back, uh, SMU. Um, so hopefully that way we'll have, you know, a full defense, all of our starters back, but you know, I think our defense, we started off tough. Um, I think that goes to show, you know, for our entire team, we started off pretty tough in that first quarter and, you know, most of the first half, but, I don't know. I don't know what coach P did to them in that locker room, but they came out looking strong in the second half, you know, defense wise also. And I mean, it could have completely changed the game if Cal got that, got that two point conversion, you know, at the end. And, you know, we just, we stopped them a few yards short of the goal line. And I think, like I said, I mean, it could have been a completely different game. We could have gone into overtime, you know, who knows if we would have had enough time to run it back down the field and, you know, score some more. So I think, you know, that says a lot about our defense and I'm excited to see them grow over the season as well. Yeah. And let alone the actual like playing on the field, but it was so hot. And I like read a few more like quotes and they're like, well, it was hot for everyone. I'm like, okay, yeah, but it was still hot. Yeah. Yeah. Like it was so hot and they like thrived. Yeah. So I'm proud of that because you like when you're playing in that kind of heat, you have to make sure you're preparing the week before with staying hydrated, feeling your body. Oh, 100%. So that was awesome mm-hmm. that I've, as I know, they handled it with grace mm-hmm. and stayed cool because that I just can't imagine like that oh, is no. so hot. <laughs> Absolutely not. But I mean, 
Good thing we were playing Cal because they're not used to this humidity. Exactly. <laughs> it's a different kind of heat. <laughs> oh, yeah. 100%. So, you know, the TCU Horn Frogs could potentially make the top 25 soon if we keep if we keep going the way that we the way that we do, which is the first time since our 2019 season, which is insane when we were only on the top 25 for a week. So I think that would be really cool if we could finally get into the top 25 again. You know, like I said, we were, you know, we were good in 2017 and we just haven't seen that same momentum since, you know, we had, you know, quarterback changes and, you know, a lot of changes there and it's a lot to rebuild a team from that. Um, But yeah, I think it's, it's exciting that, you know, hopefully we could get there soon and see the future of this program. Yeah. And I think the bye week it kind of just really comes at a good time. I mean, you know, we got those two games under our belt kind of rest up and then obviously the big SMU game. So I think it really is going to depend on, you know, what's going on everywhere else in the nation. And I really hope we can break into the top 25 because that'd be awesome. Another just confidence booster going into SMU and conference play and all of the things. Yeah, no, for sure. And speaking of SMU, we got that game coming up in two weeks on September 25th. What are we, what are our thoughts on that? What are our predictions? You know, obviously I hope TCU is going to pull out with a win. Mm -hmm. There is just so much emotion attached to this rivalry. And obviously I'm not from Texas. I got thrown into like the whole TCU SMU hatred. And it is just so interesting to me because, you know, last year we didn't play SMU. Mm -hmm. COVID reasons, not COVID reasons, whatever it was, whatever, Mm -hmm. didn't play. So now, and they all thought they were like the big guys on campus saying, oh, they're scared to play us, blah, 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 which (laughs) in general would like never be the case. Mm -hmm. Um, But that's besides the point. 2019 lost it. Mm -hmm. And then our freshman year, 2018, we had it. Mm -hmm. So I'm hoping we can end senior year off on a good note. I believe it was a tough game though, right? The 2019 one. We had we it, but it was tough. it back to Fort Worth because yeah. I have some friends at SMU that I'm not looking forward to contacting if it goes <laughs> the other way. Um, but yeah, I, I think it's awesome. The, just the rivalry, like literally 40 minutes away from us. Mm-hmm. And it's like crazy. They're obviously non-conference play, but there's just so much, there's just so much on this game mm-hmm. and I'm not quite sure which way it will go because I think athletes and sports can really thrive off of emotion and the rivalry and the jealousy and the, just all of it and the adrenaline, let alone that Mm. as a whole other thing. But, you know, I really hope TCU can do it. And I think they can, I think we've seen that they can come back from a deficit. They can blow people out of the water. Mm -hmm. So I I'm looking forward to it. I think it'll be a great game Mm -hmm. and I'm not sure what SMU is up to right now, but I just don't think they're going to be as they're going to come out like I know we can come out. So we'll see what happens. But hoping for a TCW. No, I completely agree. And, you know, going back into the history of it, I mean, SMU kind of a few years ago, back in the back in the 80s, 90s, you know, had to rebuild their program entirely from scratch. And, um, you know, I think it's taken them a while. I mean, a football program doesn't come doesn't come in a year. So, you know, I mean, they've been spending their time, you know, rebuilding this program and I think they've done a really good job, but, you know, I think over the past few years, TCU has almost come out, um, you know, not with their full potential, I guess, you know, I think a lot of teams have a tendency to do that when they're going into a, going into a game where they know like, Oh, 
we're going to blow them out of the water, you know, and I was almost afraid of that with Duquesne also, because, you know, I, yeah, I mean, it was the first season, it was the first game of the season, but I was afraid that, you know, our team was going to come out and be like, this is going to be an easy win. Let's just, let's not try our hardest, but the reality of it. And I think that's kind of what, you know, SMU takes advantage of, and a lot of teams take advantage of, you know, there was a lot of upsets in college football this Saturday, Ohio state lost. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. But you know, I think that's how a lot of teams kind of look at it. And I think you can't do that because that's the greatest thing about college football is that you never know who's going to win really. Um, well, I mean, unless if you're playing Alabama, but <laughs> that's <laughs> but besides even, the point, <laughs> that's beside the point, but you know, and I, so I really hope that, you know, the frogs come into it and don't just think that this is going to be a game that they can kind of just slide by because, you know, SMU has obviously showed that they're not just a game that we can just kind of put on the back burner. We do kind of have to prepare for it. And, you know, I think it'd be really cool going into conference play being three, you know, I think that would ideal for sure. Yes, for sure. I think it would be a huge confidence booster, you know, to the, the coaches, the athletes, you know, the fans, um, for sure. And especially our first conference play is against Texas. And, you know, the past two years we have beat Texas, but it is not an easy game to say the least. Um, it's always a really good game. It's always a really good turnout. Um, but you know, I think it would definitely give the guys a nice confidence if they could come in undefeated, uh, against, against Texas. So, yeah. And not only just like undefeated, but like, say if we weren't undefeated, that means we like lost to SMU, which is just like, oh yeah. Heart wrenching in itself. 100%. And you know, I think, (laughs) you know, if we can't beat SMU, what are we going to do going into going into Texas week? So, yeah. And you know, Texas is obviously going to come out with Guns are blazing and Guns I, mean, I get it. I, ap- I appreciate them coming out full force, but mm-hmm. obviously it hasn't worked for them in the past. So no. fingers crossed. Well, we might, we might have it to our advantage if they're doing a quarterback changes right now. That is true. Roster changes. So you never know. You never know. All right. Well, guys, that was our, that was our rundown of the Cal versus TCU game. We want to thank you so much for tuning in. The biggest thing at the Believe Podcast Network is we want to hear from you guys. We want to hear your questions. We want to hear your comments. So go ahead and drop some comments below. Let us know what you're thinking. Let us know your predictions of the TCU-SMU game in two weeks on September 25th. And we'll see you guys back in two weeks after the SMU-TCU game. Hopefully, we'll be talking about a win then. Right, Alex? Hopefully. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Alex, I want to thank you so much for joining me. This has been a lot of fun. I love that you got to join me on my first podcast with the Believe Podcast Network. And I hope I can have you back on again. Of course. Of course. All right, guys. Well, again, tune in and we'll see you in two weeks. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.